What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Christy. And um, we are, I'm going to go ahead and give a warning, you know, right off the bat that this is, this episode is um, just kind of us processing the events of the last few weeks in America in particular. Uh, There's been a lot going on all over the world for some time now. But particularly, and in America as well, but we are reaching a a breaking point, especially having two mass shootings within two weeks, and one of them being um, at an elementary school killing 19 children. I believe the, like, the count of children was 19 at the last time I heard, and two adults. Um, who And then s- subsequently, one of the women, uh, the teachers who was killed in the shooting, her husband then had a heart attack a few days later. So, um, you know... The air is super, super heavy, um, and I know that people all over the world are grieving with Americans and and just as distraught as we feel of like why is this why why are we why is this happening? So we're just gonna we just ha- we need to talk about it, and I don't want to ramble on here, but I I just want to say like we didn't we didn't want to. I know this is coming out uh, like eight days after the shooting, and for some of you it might be like why are you talking about this a week later, but. Um, I don't want to just repeat the American cycle of talking about it for 48 hours and then acting like it never happened and just moving on. And, and I don't feel like I've processed it fully. So, yeah, well, we're definitely we felt like we should switch it up this week because no topic really felt justifiable to talk about. I mean, we're just not in that headspace anyway. Yeah, we've been grieving with everybody else and We've talked about grief before, and when it comes to grieving on a national level, it's obviously much more intense, and I think that just the same way that we would process a loss in our own personal lives, we would grieve a certain way, and this is no different. So this is really, it's not an episode where we are going to be preaching our political opinions, or it's not like an outrage episode, it's really just our stream of consciousness, how we are processing this whole life that we're living this culture and these events and you know how we can take this and move forward in some way because we have to we have to move forward but that doesn't mean by forgetting what happened or becoming so desensitized that we just don't ever talk about it and I think that's the thing is although it is extremely horrific it it is something that needs to be talked about because I think that's just how we are able to then move on. Mm -hmm. We have to process the emotions. And, you know, we want to do it in a healthy way. So that's what we do here. We process emotions all the time. And, uh, yeah, this just felt really important for us to talk about. Yeah, and and to be honest, I mean, I just feel like we've, I said this to you privately, but I feel like we've come on here quite a few times now in less than two years, starting off or ending or, saying there has been another tragedy or we're so sorry and we're thinking about this and don't, don't, you know, we're here to distract you or we're here to try to make you focus on yourself or do anything you can. And, and while all of that is true, um, you can only do that so many times. And I, I just feel like, especially because it was children and the last time this happened, unfortunately, was at Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook Elementary in, what, 2012? 2012. Um, so... It's it hits different and it's so sad that it takes 
we were talking about this too, like how it takes it being children for anyone to even, not that nobody cares, but to really garner some attention because it is so common. Not only like mass shootings, but just shootings in general are so common in the U.S. that it... um, Well, it's just, it's another great horror of the world. And over the last few years, we've had a lot of deconstruction of things so bringing a lot of significant things to the surface um and I think we've just been hit repeatedly over and over again with major things that are going on that affect everybody um and a lot of it is just very tragic and violent and so we've just been exposed to all of these things in such a short period of time that it feels just when you feel like how could it get any more horrific than something else happens? And it's, yes, like the fact that it's children makes it, it's a completely different feeling, you know, because it, it feels like nobody is safe. And, you know, I don't want to harp too much on the sadness. Um, I want to pay respect, obviously, but I also, you know, it's, it's taking this information and I'm really trying to just take it in and sit with it, whatever that means. Like I'm not really, I don't have like a hard stance either way on like what people should be doing, but it's just, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say we're just really tired. It's just really, it's hard to go on when it feels like we just get, keep getting hit with waves one after the other. And yeah, I think everyone is kind of just in a state of shock. Um, and anger, rightfully so. It's it's really hard to sit back and watch, even even if you are doing what you can. Ultimately, we don't have the power, and the power is put into the hands of people who seemingly don't give a goddamn shit about the actual situation that occurred. It's it's about everything else that isn't important, like money and politics, and and it's really not. It's become. It's become a politicized issue, but it's not a politicized issue because, you know, for I know we have quite a few listeners who aren't in America. Um, so if you're not from here, I know that it can be like the same way we feel as like when we're reading about like what's going on in Britain and with like Brexit and I'm like what, 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 uh, sorry, no offense. Um, but, you know, here we have a uh, demonic little association called the NRA, the National Rifle Association, and they have enmeshed themselves in politics over the years by supporting and donating to political campaigns. Um, and primarily, it has become a Republican um, trope of, of being, they donate to Republican uh, politicians, and then therefore they support the NRA and support um, what they say is the Second Amendment, but is really actually not. Because the difference is, and what I just want to make clear, my point of view, speaking for myself, I, no one is here saying like that you can't have a handgun and go shooting or keep a handgun in a safe. I, is that my style? Would I do that? No. But again, how I feel about everyone, your choice. Um, you get what I'm saying? So where we draw the line is you shouldn't, you should have to pass some background checks. Some, there should be some stages to getting said gun. And also no one needs a semi-automatic rifle. Nobody. Because most of these mass shootings, if not all, occur with a semi-automatic rifle that's how they're able to kill so many people so 
that is at the heart of this and that's why it's become a politicized issue in our country where half of the country well less but part of the country is able to say this is a mental health issue or this is something else of course mental health is of course something that everyone is concerned about but we're the only country that has correct mentally ill people and right everywhere else has this and when it happened there in australia and scotland those shootings happened they took away guns and it didn't happen again well see here's the thing that i find you know humorous in a way of like how how the politicians in our country think that we are so stupid because when 9-11 happened, what happened with airports? They really cracked down on regulations. Yeah. They mm-hmm. did something to try to prevent or lessen the chances of another plane hijacking occur, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, they're still capable of making those changes as well with policies and reform and things like that to help decrease the chances of like children and elderly and anybody just anybody get killed in mass amounts of numbers and so that's the thing especially recently with what's been going on with Roe v. Wade and um, the formula shortage and the stark hypocrisy is probably why it feels extremely intense right now because We have all of this going on, and I feel like a lot of the narrative about, you know, the resistance to changing our gun laws is that you you don't care about the children. You don't care about the people. You You don't actually care, but you use that as leverage to harp on the people out there to make them think that they're doing the right thing, and you're just brainwashing everybody else into believing that they're doing... They're, they're contributing to a good cause. Meanwhile, that good cause then, you know, murders mm-hmm. innocent people. And that's like, that's where it becomes, it's like, again, I can't stress enough. It's not a political issue. It's just logic. It's common sense gun law. They call it that for a reason. It's common sense. Like, should somebody have to make sure that they are of appropriate age? Yes, because a law was just passed in Texas of just this past year, I think in 2021, that made it capable for this kid to buy a gun at 18 instead of 21. So why are you, you can buy a gun before you can drink. Mm-hmm. The Governor Abbott, who is the governor of Texas, he, on his first day in office, signed like 19 bills or whatever, and most of them were for as he said, protecting the Second Amendment against liberal gun grabbers, as if we want it, as if we want their guns. Um, and he he was proud of that. And then that's the same governor who is saying now this is a tragedy. And it's like, no, you quite literally made this possible. That's why Better Work like stormed his press conference the other day and was like, you did this, um, because how and i know i know that the truth is that i saw jimmy kimmel did a a monologue about it and it was really really touching it was it's very sad of course everything is very sad about this but um i recommend looking it up because it if you don't understand or if and I'll, if any of this if you're not agreeing with us um watch that i think maybe he could do it better than we could but he really explained you know like how this is simply just a game you're, you're going in circles you say at one moment that it's a mental health issue but you also just stripped funding for mental health so 
okay and even if it's a mental health issue it doesn't happen in other countries but then people say taking away guns won't be a solution there will still be problems and it's like no but the data shows literally that it doesn't happen in other places and this is where we hit the roadblock of logic that Americans have come to a point of where half of our country is living in another reality they believe that our election isn't even real they have been it's like in any cult you're brainwashed and I'm not saying that they're bad people. I'm not saying that everyone involved is a bad person. I'm saying that these people are brainwashed and no longer living in reality. So when you are confronted with actual data that says it would be safer without guns, they fall into pieces and then just start going crazy. And that's when they start calling you like a woke snowflake and then they start hurling insults at you. Or do they say snowflake anymore? Is that out? I don't know. I don't know. That could be chuggy now. But um, <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's really just the message that we are receiving in this country. Um, I'm just speaking for myself. At least the message that I'm receiving is that God and guns are the only thing that matters. God and guns. Everything else is irrelevant. It's not as though like we can wave a magic wand and poof, everything is gone. But there are things that we can do to make things better. Like anything, literally anything else would be better than just sitting back and blaming the doors and video games and rap music on the fact that this kid... I, I can't. I, like, I he just also, can't. He had no signs of mental health. He had never had... I mean, granted, to anyone who maybe paid attention, he didn't seem... Like he was on a great path, but he had no technical diagnosis, was not supposed to be on medication, was not ever seen by a therapist. There was no documentation or record of mental health problems. So why? So that's not the answer here. Um, He also shot his grandma in the face before he even did this. So it's not, this is not just mental health. This is rage. And we know that it, it, we know that it would go away if, people weren't out because and people didn't have guns because it didn't happen during the pandemic it was like a record low I I was like I felt so safe knowing that things weren't open and that people weren't susceptible to being in a mass shooting at every moment it's terrifying and it feels like we're living in like squid games or hunger games like it doesn't feel real I people are senselessly murdered all of the time because of situations like this and it's like when it comes to children the most innocent people of all and you still don't care like but that's and that was proven though a couple even aside like as we said we had again if you're not from america or weren't paying attention uh there was a bill to raise for funding for uh the formula shortage which has been like a crisis in america like a, a really big crisis and um what was it 192 republican senators voted against the bill for funding for formula so you're literally not pro-life like mm-hmm. and here's the thing i can understand why politicians do it because they make money they're getting donations they're literally being paid to continue to support these it's the american people who have children who have no stake in this i literally i'm not proud of myself guys i'm not proud of myself if you saw me out there arguing with people on lisa renna's posts that was me yeah that was me and i'm not proud of it that is not typically me i do not troll people of any sort but i couldn't stop myself (laughs) I literally responded to one woman was like are you sponsored by the NRA like what are you getting out of this I just can't unless unless you're on the board like what what why are you so ride or die for the NRA more than children like I just the I don't get it here's the thing just to kind of also bring a housewives reference into this to kind of paint a very simple picture for a bigger issue is that anyone out there who watches Real Housewives of New Jersey 
it's like watching Teresa oh, Judice. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like trying to watch people reason with her right. and show her the logic or the 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 absolute buffoonery <laughs> that she exhibits as a person and what she stands for and her arguments. It's, it's literally nuts. classic. It is such a good representation of what this country feels like right now because it's like We are Margaret. Yes. We we it's not about like that's the thing is like I feel like the message also is just that like you know it's us versus them and we have this agenda to like have some type of like I don't know like power dynamic in this situation when we're just like pleading to not get murdered right so it's like I I don't know like we I know <laughs> I just don't know like what you're fighting for like what are right. you fighting for what is your are argument you scared it, like you can have guns like I don't give a shit like have, right. a, you have guns for self-protection whatever I not again same thing like I'm not the kind of person that's like drawn to guns but I also like I'm not against people owning them right I would go to a gun range I would shoot a gun 100%. at a gun range and then give it back and, and it, leave that's right it's not things aren't black and white like that right. and like this life and the way that our culture is set up is just it's treated as such and it's also just treated with like just complete disregard for us as humans and I just don't know they just what to do everyone in America thinks of UK the UK where nobody has guns right where you're not supposed to anyway um so they're like, if they take guns away, then they're going to take all guns away. Now, do I think, would I be happy if all guns were taken away? Sure. Yeah. But I'm willing to compromise. That's fine. I'll keep, we'll keep some guns. But you can see in other countries like Canada and Australia that are major hunting countries, that are major like outdoor, rugged, whatever the fuck they do in those places, they have guns. They're allowed, but you have to like pass a bunch of, you have to apply and then wait a month to even like take the next step, which I think is key because we have a lot of rage murders going on. I am, I am afraid of getting murdered by people I know because they have guns, okay? People I know have guns and I'm like, yo, they should not, and they didn't get it legally. So, um, see, I've been running with that fear since I was like 19 and I dated somebody with like an arsenal. I know. Who actually. Well, that I, was the beginning. That was my yeah. first time I was afraid. Yes. I was like, he actually very well could come and kill me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, and he might kill me too because yeah. he really doesn't like, at least Just he, he liked you um, to an extent. But um, yeah, like that's the thing we've known, like we know people, like we've, we've known plenty of people with guns. Um, so it's just, it's just something that we, I, I can't stress enough that it's not, if you are listening to this or you know someone who lives in America. <laughs> no, but like that I can't stress enough that we are not saying to take it all away. We're just saying that people need safety nets. And the same way as that, we've admitted here that we have, we had rage problems, right, in our past. We both had really hot heads. I have been smart enough to be like, I should never even own a pe- own pepper spray because I'm jumpy and I have a bad temper. That's a bad recipe. I might just pepper spray something that doesn't even deserve it. I'm a pepper spray dog by accident. Like, you, I can't be trusted with that. And I know that. I am more sane than most of the people in our country and especially most of them that have guns. And I don't even trust myself with pepper spray. But they're out here with weapons. It's capable, it's possible for people like Kyle Rittenhouse to arm up like they're the fucking a trooper, cross state lines, and then go murder people with automatic rifles. Like, and then be praised as a hero for it. I mean, going back to your point though about just like the simple thing that we've been asking for this whole time is just like a, a more, just a longer process to purchase a gun. Maybe a background check. Maybe a background check. I mean, there are more steps, and I can speak from experience 
to get an abortion than yep. there is to buy a gun. Yep. And, you know, some of that even involves like psychiatric counseling before you get an abortion mm-hmm. um and that's once you get through usually the group of people outside chanting that you're a murderer right. and and getting whatever. accosted and, at and your car so already having to deal with some layer of guilt of something that you shouldn't even feel guilty for um but like no you can just go murder somebody real quick with a gun and 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 have See, that be that and that's the thing is like if i'm trying to put myself on the other side's point of view i'm sure that they could probably argue like you know the same way that, you know, because they view abortion as murder mm-hmm. and we view murder as murder. Um, sure. But I, I could see it getting twisted to the point where they could try to spin that back and say that we are the ones that are actually being hypocrites because we, quote unquote, support murder. The difference is, though, is that even though women do have abortions, which I can't even get into the fact it's not just for the pure sake of murdering something. Mm-hmm. Um We are not in turn then murdering people just for the fun of it, though. Do you know, like at in large groups with an agenda and with hate and mm-hmm. yeah, like I just don't think that I, I I'm going to be dead honest. Like I, I can 100% understand again, this is going to be another little breakdown because everybody, people in our country like to make it black or white. Mm-hmm. So this is again, a middle ground of like, I understand if you are religious and you believe that abortion is murder. I, I hear you. I don't. But that's cool. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Don't get one. Yeah. And don't encourage your kids to get one. And don't encourage your friends to get one. Adopt their children. If, if your kids, if anyone you know gets pregnant, you're going to adopt that baby. Because I know that you love adoption, right? Right. So Because you can't be against abortion and also not adopt. Okay? Or at least encourage people to adopt. I, I want to get rid of my own baby and then adopt <laughs> another one. Right. I've literally said that. So anyway, um, I, you can't, you can be somewhere in the middle and and feel that way but then again we have a separation or supposed to have a separation alleged. of church and, right allegedly <laughs> um have a separation of church and state so that this is never even a conversation and when i tell you every night i try to channel the spirit of ruth bader gator here we go guys see we don't <laughs> we're just really am like up. ruth gatorade have you heard of her <laughs> i try to channel her every night and i'm like ruth help us i am sure she is livid where she is she is she is furious that now they're trying to reverse roe v wade which literally the only reason it stayed intact was because she was there she was like no not on my watch not on my watch and the minute she died they were like here we go um so you can't it, and again and i also another thing that set me off which i'm still like reeling from is that our ding dong dumbass senator fucking pat toomey fucking bullshit ass we have most of pennsylvania's the hills have eyes and they elected him not us he does not speak for the cities and he's such a fucking loser he's out anyway like he's not up for re-election but and that's why it's even worse he's not up for re-election he didn't go against the bill um changing going against Roe v. wade or changing the current legislation around it he also um supports no gun control is the basically he supports no gun control yeah he wants gun freedom yes and he had the nerve to send out emails two days after the the shooting and he decided now was the time to send a really long email about how he's fighting against abortion and i don't know first of all he said he started off the message with thank you for contacting me about abortion you obviously didn't read what i wrote senator Toomey, did you or you wouldn't send me this? I was like, shouldn't there be at least two lists? A complaint and a and a 
uh, supports so that we don't get these type of messages for the, the absolute lack of awareness to send out a message about how you're going to fight against radical legislation that supports abortion at any time for any reason and he's not gonna let that happen on his watch but he's gonna let kids get murdered mm-hmm. not the ones that exist right yet but the ones that already do exist right if you're in the womb safe yes out of the womb dead did you hear that was a george carlin bit that um, oh no <laughs> i just watched the documentary on him last weekend and uh yeah he has a bit that's basically just like you know pointing out the hypocrisy of mm-hmm. these opinions and he was like pre-born you're saved preschool you're fucked yep and it's i mean i mean that's the other thing too like not to get too far off into george carlin but you know as i was watching the documentary they were showing clips of events that were happening throughout the decades and it was really not that much different than it is today and it really kind of was an obvious but resonating Mm -hmm. moment for me because you know we've only been on this earth for 33 years and so we grew up in the 90s when things were seemingly very blissful, pretty calm. And now that we're old enough to be exposed and actually see and understand what's going on in the world, it feels like, holy shit, how could this happen? Like, how could these things be so insane? And like, when you look at history, it's like, we've been doing the same shit. Like, it's just, it's just gotten more, like, it's all relative, you know, with the times, it's gotten exponentially bigger in a way, but it's still the same feelings I can only imagine what people growing up in that time felt like I'm sure they felt the same way that we do now that's just like what the actual fuck is going on well that's like there's a lot of people that are at protests now that were at those protests in the 60s and 70s and like I saw a woman who was carrying a sign the other day um at a pro-choice rally that said like I survived a back alley abortion and like I'm not gonna let my kid have to go through that um there was a woman who survived Columbine Mm-hmm. And then, like, gave a speech the next day about, like, how she was sending her kid off to school. Like, this is getting, this is becoming multi-generational. People who survive school shootings are now having children who are going through school shootings. It's getting to be, it's a whole other layer of trauma that, like, is so, so preventable. Like, it just is unnecessary right. for no reason like, and and I'm we're just we're both we're just we're, it feels like we're screaming into an empty chamber. That well, we are, and it's it's really just ruining the lives of so many people. I read an, um, this story yesterday um, that was a woman who was being interviewed. She was one of the parents of the victims at Sandy Hook, and it's been long enough that she can talk about it. And she was recounting her whole experience, like from the beginning of that day till the end of the day. And then what it's been like ever since. And you know, what it, what it is like now seeing this happen. And the whole interview was just a very real and honest look into the grief. I mean, like her marriage didn't survive, but she did say, you know, her and her husband, they remain really good friends, but it was such a deep, deep sadness that neither one of them could shake. And I think that it's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's important for people to read this stuff because like you just see it on the news. And if you don't hear what it's actually like to live like that after the fact, we need humanity. Like you need compassion. You need to hear these people's stories as tragic as they are so that you understand that like this needs to stop. And this is just like, not something I don't feel numb to it. I know that that's like a big concern is like we don't want as a country to become numb to this to the point where we just, you know, oh, well, just another mass shooting. 
I definitely don't feel numb in this moment. It's it's when I think back to how many, even within the last five, 10 years, yep. mass shootings that we've had, it it really boggles my mind. And I don't feel numb, but I definitely do feel currently like in that stage of grief where I'm just kind of simply in shock. Like I don't, I'm, I'm purposely reading the articles. I'm purposely looking at things like coming out about this story and reading everybody's opinions. And, you know, I have to take it in small doses, of course, because we all know that doom scrolling is not good for anyone's mental health. But at the same time, I feel like it's important to know as much as I can so that I can process it as much as possible. But I don't know. Like, I I just feel just kind of in a state of shock. Like, I I don't want to go towards the anger. I don't want to really sit in the anger of it all because I know myself, at least. Like, once I become angry, then I'm blind. And then I do... I don't make smart decisions. I'm not productive at that point. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I want us to keep moving forward in some way and hopefully getting towards some type of change. And the only way that we can do that is to, of course, be angry, go through the grief, but at the same time, channeling that into some way to be productive we, we just, we have no choice. Yeah, you have to, yeah, there's, and I know that like, of course, I, there, there are steps of feeling that way and then wanting to do something. So then of course you can donate, call your senators, email them, do all those steps. Once you do all of them, which I did, you're back in the same place and I'm, everyone should do, take those steps and do those things um, because that's all we can do. So you should. Uh, you can't just feel it and be sad and then not do anything. That's how nothing ever changes. So they don't care if we're sad. They care if you bang down doors and if you boycott and if you, you know, be extremely conscious with who you support, all of those things. Um, but then beyond that, it's up to you to take in the information and then you have to try to start moving along. And not in a way of moving past it and ignoring it and like we said, turning a blind eye to it, but like okay, I've taken in the information. I've been sitting here reading articles for an hour. I don't, I think I could just keep reading more, but I think I get it. And now I'm reaching the point into doom scrolling, not just getting information. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to go do something else. So like I felt guilty. I didn't want to watch like Housewives or whatever. So I colored. I put on a podcast and like was listening to the Lady Gang did an episode also about their, you know, their grief. And it came out the day after uh, the shooting. And so listening to other people and that's kind of what I I'm hoping that you guys will feel listening to this like we don't it's not that we want to make you sad or, or anything like that it's that I'm hoping a lot of the rest of you feel this way too where it's like I don't want to forget it I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it and I want to know other people are too I just um but I don't I want to do it in a somewhat productive way and if if this is I know it's cathartic for us hopefully it's somewhat cathartic for you to listen to it um and it's also important to to take care of yourself. So if yeah. there are moments where you do need a break and you do, you do need a moment to escape, there's nothing wrong with that because you you do have to kind of step away sometimes. The point of it is though, it's not to distract yourself so that you forget about it. It's so that you can then fill up your energy right. enough to then be productive. And you don't want to exhaust yourself because then at that point, you know, you're not any help for anybody, you know, you, the oxygen mask analogy will always ring true. You know, you have to put yours on first before you can help somebody else. And so don't feel guilt. Well, feel however you want to feel. 
but you are not doing anything wrong if you are taking moments to watch housewives or to watch something funny everybody is kind of in the same boat where they're like you know we kind of do feel guilty just kind of going on with life as normal there's been a lot of podcasts I've been listening to that have also said that and us specifically like we're not those we're not the ones to help take your mind off of it we do want to talk about it and I think that is how people get through things Mm -hmm. you know is to let it out but um yeah we don't have the answers I you know we have our own points of view and our opinions on things and honestly being exposed like I said in the beginning of to so much grief at one time we have to process it I mean we can't hold it in yeah so a little bit in that in that sense actually a little bit of spoiler spoiler alert I will be here we go we're gonna be traveling time and space again guys okay so stick with me right give them a brief don't go too far into it okay um I'm gonna be going away on a little bit of a vacation so we are recording two episodes in one day today um today being you know eight days after the or no sorry today is Saturday um and this episode that you're hearing will be out on Wednesday next week we will have an episode uh that is kind of a second part to this one in terms of how the universe takes care of us and when we decide that we were going to talk about the shooting and the events in the world and how bleak we were feeling we were low I mean hopeless dare I say truly hopeless both of us were like yeah there's nothing to say and um and then as the universe would have it we were given some incredible information Yeah. yeah and not like just our usual like oh we heard a spooky sound in our audio which is real but also like this is actually like we have game changing information that has I don't know how else to say to change the game like I, I don't know how else to say it I think we'll leave it at that I don't yeah. want to get too far into it because I know we'll get riled up inevitably I will start yeah going off on a tangent so just stick around next week for our episode because it's going to get a little out there and I think if you know you know yeah you d- do not do not miss it it will not be sad it will be uplifting if anything um so don't miss it as per usual please um go follow us on instagram and tiktok at we don't know her pod you can also send us an email at we don't know her pod at gmail.com make sure you rate subscribe and review on apple podcast and on spotify and leave a really nice review that'd be cute and, and while you're on the internet go find some something that you can donate to mm. be a part of get involved with a cause anything put your voice out there do something useful with your time and your money and your energy we'll repost it again we, we yeah. posted them earlier in the week um but if you missed it so everytown.org we'll repost some of those things some of the uh places you can donate and sign petitions and all those things so we'll we'll repost those when this comes out and uh we'll see you next week peace bye